Hey guys, Chanel here. I'm super excited today to be with Zoe Sandor from Animal Planet's Cat vs. Dog. Today we're going to be learning how to train a puppy. Everybody meet Rossi. <laughs> she might look super cute and like such a cuddle bug, but she's actually a demon in disguise. I'm really excited to get some tips and tricks and figure out what I can do to keep her from tearing my house apart and biting everyone she comes into contact with. Mwah. So why don't we start with you telling me, kind of expanding on some of the issues that you have. Let's talk about what she's doing right now. She is literally ripping your clothes off of your body mm -hmm. as we speak. She is 10 weeks, okay. so that's I think important for everybody to know. So okay. she definitely has teething going on. Well, and she has the puppy teeth and the puppy teeth are very sharp. sharp. And so not only are they painful, of course, to humans, but also they get stuck on things. Yeah. So when she starts biting at something, it's difficult to get it out. And sometimes it will even get stuck on one of her teeth. Sure. I so, feel like, I, ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got a lot of work to do with you. So I actually met her for a second before we started rolling. And I was able to kind of, in my head, assess her personality. So I thought that that would actually be the best place to start, is tell you a little bit about her awesome. to prepare you. Cool. And then let's get right into the, the mouthing and the nipping part. Awesome. My assessment just in the few minutes that I've seen her yeah. um, from when I first got here is she's extremely high intelligence, yes. very high drive, and very high energy. All of those things also are coming with a high level of confidence. I'm not seeing a lot of fear in her, which on one end is great because right. you're not gonna be battling insecurities. Okay. But on the other end, it means that you're gonna have to cap off that confidence at some point so that you can keep her contained. Okay. So that means you guys throughout her life are gonna have a very high level of responsibility for satisfying her physical needs and her mental needs. Okay. And so in case you don't know this already, she's probably going to end up needing a minimum of a 45 minute twice a day exercise as an adult. Sure. Right now, she should actually be getting more, but for smaller periods of time, yeah. but more often throughout the day. And what I really like for people to do when they have dogs that have this personality type is to have that 45 minute twice a day activity be the physical exercise and in between you fill it up with a ton of mental exercises. Okay. So you're gonna wanna go way beyond basic obedience with her. You're gonna wanna do trick training. We're talking so advanced anyway. obedience, <laughs> not just for you, right? Not just like, because it'll be cool to be able to bring her everywhere with you. Right. But if we don't keep her mind busy, She'll tear the house apart. <laughs> she will. She will. That's exactly. She will tear the house apart. She will jump on people. She will jump on the couch. She will chew on things. She will bark at people. Like all of this stuff that these active, confident dogs get into tends to be a result of them not being challenged mentally yeah. enough by their owner. This dog, if she's food motivated, which, which she is. is, should never be eating out of a bowl. So if she really no likes idea. her kibble, which I know she does, and we're gonna be um, giving her some in, in a minute here, having her eat it out of her bowl is wasted mental energy, okay. right? Where she could be using her brain to get that kibble out. There's a lot of really cool puzzles, um, either puzzles where she has to just like sniff around and try to find the food, okay. or JW Amazeable, okay. that's super easy. She's gonna outgrow that really fast because she's too smart. But as soon as I met her, I'm like, ah, I, she's gonna be trouble if yeah, you aren't constantly, sure. she's, she's an advanced student. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna get in trouble. Yeah, she's like one of those kids that needs after school programs or they're gonna become a gang oh member. My gosh. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> so um, we have like the Amazeball, we have the Kong Wobbler, we have the Bob a lot. 
And these are all things that she kind of has to bang around to okay. get the food to come out. You want something that's gonna be challenging and take her a while, but not so challenging that she gives up and leaves the food in, not quite yet. Right. We wanna ease up that challenge awesome. with her because she's still really young. So that's something I just wanted to say in the beginning is, is that she that. is gonna be a lot of work if you guys are working with her every single day, she can also be like the coolest of the cool. Like the dog that just knows every trick in the book, um, knows how to turn lights on and off, things like that. She, just constantly teaching her that she's gonna have to be a forever student. I only give dogs really clean treats because my dog's allergic to preservatives sure. and so I don't really want anything in it other than what it is. It doesn't mean that she might not get a little bit of an upset tummy just because it's something new, um, yeah, but she's le less likely to have issues over a long period of time with things like this, rather than things that have a lot of additives, um, preservatives, and other kind of a mixture of things. Plus, if your dog's a puppy like this, if you were using a single ingredient treat, it's easier to find out if they're allergic to anything than if you're using sure. a treat with a bunch of stuff oh, in it. I know she's a shepherd mix, but I would say that there's probably pit bull in here. Right, we don't know for sure, right. but let's just guess that. Yeah. Um, and bully breeds do tend to be a little bullheaded, which means they, they you know, obviously they're, uh, they can be a little stubborn so. and very pushy. We have to combat the pushy nature of the pit bull by offering boundaries with consistent rewards for good behavior. Okay, okay so what I'm gonna do with her, one thing I like to do with new puppies is this cradling exercise okay. because it is good to be able to hold them and the more kind of confident a dog is usually the less they like to be um, on their back right and so i'm just going <laughs> to hold her like this um, and i'm going to hold her underneath here and if she wriggles i'm going to hang on to her but i'm going to get my goodie out and i'm going to give her little treats for being calm right there she was calm boom good oh, and girl. so i'm basically just trying to count to three my timing was perfect there. Like she struggled and the second she calmed down, mm, I was there with a goodie, right? And so now she's not struggling anymore because she's like, oh, but it was the second that I chilled that I got the goodie. It wasn't the struggle. Right. Now I'm gonna challenge her a little more to not meet me halfway for these goodies, okay? So here's the goodie and she's only 10 weeks, so this is difficult, but here's the goodie. And I'm gonna bring it slow like it's molasses. And every time she tries to meet me halfway, it's gonna get further. Yeah, you wanna try that again? Okay, good, calm, no. And so I wanna start this exercise. I wanna get some positivity. You need to chew those, little one. <laughs> I not only want her to be calm, I want her to relax. So I'm gonna to try to take control of this situation and have her learn just a little bit of patience. Nope, good. And did you see her foot kind of relax there yes. too that time? That was amazing. Nope. Nope. Good. <laughs> and so I'm not making her, it's, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect right now because she's 10 weeks. Sure. And so I need to make sure she's still getting consistent reinforcement. So at the very end, I'm bringing it right to her. Good. That Ooh. was awesome. And that one was so good, good that I'm going to put her down and end oh, the exercise. Oh. Just tiny little exercises like that are going to help her uh, learn to have 
the golden ticket, yeah. which is impulse Ooh. control. If you have a dog that's as food motivated as she is, you should you don't even need to be using treats. You can be using kibble, which is what we're we just okay. started using with cool. her as her kibble. Right. So section out how much food she gets for the day and use it for training. If there's anything left at the end of the day, put it in an intellectual toy. So we talked a little bit about how to create some impulse control. I want to show you one more way in which you can do that. Okay. So Rossi. Good girl. So I said her name once okay. and then gave her a treat. Rossi. And I'm giving her little pokes here. Good, good girl. Because I want her to learn to listen to her name. Repeating stuff too much can be confusing for her. She won't like actually, so you have to be. She'll start desensitizing to course. it. Right. And so what you really want to do is teach her to learn to listen the first time. Mm -hmm. And remembering that her name is just as much of a command as any of the other of commands like sit down, stay. Because you're getting her attention. Exactly. And so give her a reward like you just gave her a command. Amazing. Rossi, good. That was perfect. So I reward her just for that first awesome. before I ask for a sit or a down or anything else. We, we talked about what to do when you're holding her, but this is also a good exercise and this is the, nope, good. This is the molasses exercise. So this treat is floating down as if it's stuck in molasses. Good job. Good. And if she can keep her paws on the ground, she gets to have it. And I'm going to have you try this with her. Okay. So this teaches her not only that jumping doesn't work to get what she wants, but it teaches her to have some impulse control. Let me see you do it. Hey, baby. Rossi. <gasps> Good girl. Good nice. Girl. Attention. <laughs> Right? Yes, yeah. at the very end, she gave you a little hop, yeah. so you could have pulled okay. it away. But I allow a little bit of, a tiny bit of leeway there because she's 10 weeks and I want to make right. sure she does get a reward for the good behavior she had all the way down. Yeah, she try was. that. She was doing yeah, really good. she was doing really good. All right, try that one more time, and this time be really strict. Nope. Yeah, exactly. No. Good. Do I say no? Good question. Continue with this and then I'll add on for you. Nice. Good. I'm going to let her get frustrated here and then I'm going to tell you why. Nice. Good girl. Good. Good. <laughs> so what you did worked in the end. So I'm not going to nitpick you too much, but I do want you to see why it took her longer that time. Okay. So I use the word no as a marker word. So it doesn't mean like bad dog. It just means that right there. That's what takes my hand away. And so the timing of bringing it down and bringing it back up is important. Oh. So not only how quickly you take it away, but how quickly you bring it down. Oh. Um, meaning... If I start to bring this down and she jumps, nope, I'm very quick to take it away, mm, but nope. Okay. But notice how quick I am to start bringing it back down the second she sits. Oh. Like the second she sits, I am coming right back down to her. No. Good. Start bringing it down, right? Did you see how, yeah. So bring it down right there. Yeah. It's your downward one. The timing of the one that comes back down that's a little oh, bit hesitant. Because so the second her feet hit the ground again, you can start bringing that hand back so I down. Need to come faster when yeah. She down. Okay. And you don't, and, and I'm not saying the speed of your hand needs to jet down. Just like you did the, the beginning. You just have to start bringing it back down the second her butt hits the ground or her paws do. That was pretty good, actually. You can yeah. give that to her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I give it to them if they're stretching. 
Okay. I'm just like, that's but fine. Her, her, paws, on her paws were both okay. on the ground. She was stretching a little. That's good. That's so awesome. every time you give her a treat for a sit, because you've done very well in yeah. teaching her her sit, this is how really you should do it, right? Is good. At wow. least hesitating that much, right? Yeah. So you don't have to do the whole super slow. Right. But when you give it to her, if she meets you halfway, you do have to take it right. away. If you're trying to give her a treat for sitting and you give it to her here, yeah. you've given her a treat for standing, not sitting. Right. We want to make sure she gets a treat for sitting, <laughs> especially a dog like this that likes to jump. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. So this is really important as far as the impulse control problem that is driving all of the issues you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> if she doesn't know how to wait to get what she wants, then she's not going to know how to hesitate before making decisions, meaning hesitate before biting you. At this age, your dog is confusing you with other dogs in that she only knows how to play like a dog. So she doesn't know that playing with a human is different than playing with a dog. Sure, yeah. And so she's playing with you the same way that she would with a dog. And with dogs, mouthing is fine, right. totally fine. But with people, it's not because it hurts. And so that's what we really need her to know. And we need her to know that the game stops every time she mouths. So she's really focused on the food right now, which is great <laughs> because that means she's making the decision in her mind that she's saying there's something better out there than fingers this mental activity that we've given her is way more stimulating and exciting to her than chewing on my fingers. The more training you do every single day, the less she's gonna wanna mouth your fingers. Some dogs respond really well to a high-pitched yelp and you won't know till you try it. As soon as you feel teeth, it doesn't have to be painful. We wanna make sure that they know that any teeth on human skin or clothes is painful. And so if she's being super rough, the best thing to do would be to redirect her attention. Okay. Get a toy to play with her. If you're playing with the toy and she keeps going after your hand, take her out. Get her out of the apartment. Okay. She's going a little stir crazy. Okay. And then when you bring her back, give her something to chew on. If something fun is happening, it has to stop when you're mouthing. So you can't wrestle with your dog at this age because they really need to learn that mouths don't, sure. um, don't belong on human uh, skin or clothes. Um, and if you're playing a game like tug of war, because that's usually a really fun one for this breed, yeah. if they accidentally catch your hand, it just has to be nope and you walk away. It's not about yelling and that's what people kind of get wrong sometimes because yelling is animated and it puts you in a highly aroused state, yeah. which is what your dog is in. Okay. You always want to balance your dog out emotionally. So if they're getting crazy with their mouthing or anything really and then you start getting crazy and frustrated it's better for you to just stop what you're doing and walk out of the room wow. than to try to change the situation when you're in that state it takes less time doing mental activities to tire your dog out right. than it, especially a dog like this that's so high on the intelligence scale yeah. than it does uh, for exercise exercise will always take you longer because when someone asks me how do i deal with nipping yeah. i can tell you precisely well in the moment here's what you do but Honestly, that's like 10% of the answer. Yeah, of course. 90% of the answer is, is satisfying your dog right. so that they're not doing that with you. Okay. And that means exercising them regularly, stimulating them mentally, um, having toys around that satisfy the need to chew because that is something normal. So basically appropriate outlets okay. for them. But in addition to that, reinforcing the moments that they make good choices. Sure. So we know she likes to tug, we know she likes to chew, we know that's gonna be part of her mission in life at this <laughs> age. So if you see her smell your shoe and then go grab her toy, grab that toy too and play with it. Okay. Like make that 
a moment for you to interact with her, okay. even if you only do it for a few minutes. Right. Hands are super exciting because they keep moving. Right. The dogs that are more high on the intelligence scale are drawn to things that are more complicated. Hands are much more, more complicated of a toy than that thing just laying there. Okay. So we talked a lot about um, mouthing your hands and a little bit about clothes, but we didn't really talk about what if your dog is picking up your shoes, right. you know, and chewing on things around the house. A lot of times that happens due to boredom, and if they're bored with their toys, it's because you need to do some rotating, Okay. right? So it means that you're probably not playing with their toys quite enough, but like actually interacting with them with the toys, right. but also means that their toys are dead. And so dogs play for prey. Right? I mean, like, instinctually, if we were to go way back, right? And so the dead toy has already been killed. So how exciting <laughs> is that? If it's a new toy every couple of days, and you only need to leave out, like, three to five if you're including bones, but put them away every couple of days and put some new ones out okay. so that they're always new. So now your shoes are the old thing right. and the toys are the new thing. Okay. Even though we are sitting right next to her in the cage, when you put her in there and she feels like she is trapped or can't be with us, she will lose it. She screams, like screams very loud and will not stop. And I'm talking hours. Like yeah. she somehow has enough energy to scream the loudest shriek of all time constantly, nonstop. Some dogs have a harder time with the containment than others. After a while, it becomes a safety for them. And I would venture to say that the more active, confident dogs do tend to have a harder time sure. with the crate. So are you suggesting that she might not ever get used to it? No, crate? great question, no. What I'm saying is you wanna be able to introduce it slowly, which oh. means you can't just dump her in sure. there and like go out to dinner oh, in that okay. first week or maybe even the first two weeks. Okay. Part of my protocol often is uh, the is the overnight, setting them up for success for the overnight, putting them in there and then just Really? Plug so in the ears. But it doesn't work for every dog and you have sure. to set them up perfectly. So let me tell you what a good setup is. Okay. Okay? Yeah. First of all, the crate should be a super comfortable place that is introduced from day one, meaning that every time the dog's not paying attention, you're hiding treats inside the crate. Sure. And so if the dog ever goes around and just happens to sniff in there, it's just grows food out of the floor. Well, we've only fed her in the crate. Perfect. From day one, That's number she two. only Perfect. ate anything in the crate. Good. So she needs to eat every meal in there, definitely. You don't need to close the door, especially right. in the we beginning. Don't. They definitely should be eating in there. You create a positive association with it, and then you start to do door closed. So we do have to do some practice sessions with her. So okay. number one, set yourself up for success by doing your practice sessions when she's the most exhausted. Okay. So you've already done your training session, you've already taken her on a walk and done, done physical exercise, and you've already taken her pee and poop. Okay. Okay, the last thing you want is for your dog to have to go pee and poop when they're in here doing a training session because then they're gonna have a negative association. Of course you can put them in here with longer lasting treats, like a Kong with peanut butter in it or something sure. like that. But you can also just toss treats in and have them be able to come in and out like this. So every time she goes in, she gets a treat. Every time she comes out, <laughs> she gets nothing. And then I do it again. Good. <laughs> Good. So now that she's in, I'm actually going to start feeding from the side so that she'll stay in a little bit longer. Yeah. And then I'm going to ignore her for a second and see what she does. She looks really cute, guys. I'm sorry that I'm getting all the cute looks right now. So she ventures out. <clears throat> That's fine. I'm going to lure her back in. And I'm going to start to use a command. 
crate. Yes! I'm going to use my yes when her fourth foot is on its way in. Good girl, come on. So smart. Amazing. I'm not kidding. Like this is, I'm, she's making this look easier. Not me. <laughs> like it's all her. Come on out. Touch. Yes. Might as well start teaching her another command because she's so smart. I'm using all kibble here, guys. Great. Yes. So the word yes is meant to mark when the behavior happens. Right. So that she knows. Touch. And you're pointing with yes. the hand that has the, the treat in it. I am, in the beginning, yeah. Right. But I don't think this hand, so now I'm not going to have a treat here. Crate. Oh, she recognizes yes. it. Yeah, because she's a smarty pants. <laughs> so let me have you try this now on that side. Okay. Okay, let's see how she does with that. Do I ask her out? So yeah, we'll ask her to come out. We'll just kind of lure her out. Good. And just show her what you have at first. It's okay to do a little luring. Hi, baby. Look, I Good. have Good. And then lure her this way. Come here. Good, and just be patient. Yes. yes, good job. So now lure her out, and this time, say the command word before she goes oh, in. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go get it. Get him. And because she's getting, she's too smart, so she's like, why would I come out? Right? She knows it's So good. this time, you gotta, you're going to have to start giving her a crate for coming out. Right. Come here. Yep, exactly. Good girl. So she'll do both of them. Good girl. Good. Okay, so you're going to say the word crate and okay. lure her in and do it again. <clears throat> okay, Rossi, crate. And then just wait her out at first. Just wait patiently there. Yeah. A little further back. Yes. Good. And you Oops. want to say, I was a little late on the word yes, uh -huh. but you want to watch those One back hit. feet. Okay. As soon as both back feet are in, you're going to say the word yes to mark it. Otherwise, okay. she's not 100% sure. Did she get the treat just because she happened to get next to your hand? Right. Or did she get the treat because she, she got into inside. the crate? Right. Crate. Wait until she does it, and then say the word yes when her fourth yes. yes. Yeah, that was perfect, Chanel. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> nice one. All right, so um, we're speeding along this process. Yeah. She's super smart, but we still want to, once your dog has its success, you, you don't want to really uh, ad advance them immediately. Let them live in the success for a while. Okay. Let it be so easy that she's doing it on her own right. and end the game there. And so technically this is be this would be where I would end your game okay. and then try this again later and we'll advance it later. And the next step would be closing that door. Okay. So we're going to say crate. <gasps> yes. I'm going to close the door. Give a treat. I'm just holding the door. I'm not locking it yet. And I'm just counting to 10 in my head. Okay. And then giving another one. Counting to 10 in my head. And then giving another one. And then I'm going to open the door and just allow her to come out freely. So this is how we start getting her used to that the door is going to be closed and you're not necessarily going to be able to come out when you want to. Right. But notice that I'm rewarding her, reinforcing her with treats before she even cares about coming out. I'm starting with 10 seconds because she doesn't care about 10 seconds. Right. Yes. Good girl. Let's try it. It's nice to capture the behavior if you can. She went in on her own. Good so girl. we might as well just start it. Hmm. So I'm going to wait a little longer here. Okay. Again, not something I'd recommend you doing at home because we want her to end on success and 10 seconds is where I would stop. 
So I'm going to wait a little longer for her to just look a little bit concerned. <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily want to uh, uh, reward the concern, but I want to show you how long that would take. This is what would happen when we're trying to extend it from 10 seconds to maybe 20 seconds and from 20 seconds to maybe 30 seconds. Can you find that tweet? Hmm. Where could it be? Good job! <laughs> Very good. So the killer for a dog like this is boredom. So as soon as she thinks this game is boring and you're not paying attention anymore, that's when she's going to start to get frustrated and PO'd. Great. Good. So this is the same as the sitting in that I'm expecting a certain behavior, and every time she gives me something that's not that behavior, I'm pulling the treat back. I'm going to give her a little bit of guidance because this is still new to her. Great. Good girl. Good girl. Smarty pants. That's how you get it. <laughs> Let's say you wanted to make this a little easier on yourself. Instead of doing the treats, you can use a long-lasting treat like Kong uh, stuffed with something and frozen, but you would want to let your dog out before they're finished. So here's how that would work. Teach them the crate command. You say crate, you give them their yummy treat, and then after a few seconds, maybe even 30 seconds, you come back, you open the door, you take the dog's treat, and give the treat back, put the dog in, close the door, count to 30, do it again. And okay. so your dog starts learning that it sucks when you come <laughs> back because you take the treat, and he's like pushing you, or yeah, she's yeah, pushing yeah. you out the door. Oh, that's genius. So that you'll leave the treat and get the hell out of there. Please don't forget about the initial requirement of exercise and mental stimulation before you do this exercise. It's really, really important. That probably will fix 90 crate percent of your issue. But making sure that you, when you're not playing this game, that when your dog's not looking, maybe they're taking a nap or maybe they're out for a walk, you toss a few treats in there. Yeah. And you leave the door open so the dog can explore anytime they want. Um, and I would have this in the room where you're planning on sleeping, if you can, for the first couple weeks and, ha and not allow your dog on the bed. You can do this the cry it out way, but you have to commit to it. Right. If you attempt cry it out and you put your puppy in here and let them kind of get through the night this way, you cannot give in halfway through the night. Right. So you're gonna have to alert your neighbors, you're gonna have to get some earplugs, and you're gonna have to really let them cry it out. Because puppies like to take a lot of naps. Yeah. But if they take a nap after 7 p.m., and then you're trying to put them to bed at nine right. or 10, yeah. they're not tired. Right. So no sleeping after seven. Sometimes I even say no sleeping after five. So let's say we want to go to bed at 10. Do we do a lot of like yes. mental stimulation right before bedtime? Right before bedtime and the you know three hours before bed, you're just constantly playing with your puppy. Okay. Constantly, constantly interacting with your puppy. Okay. I would do um, no food or water after seven as well so that they have a chance to get it all out of their system multiple times before they go to bed. Okay. That's how you're gonna have the most success of, hey, sorry buddy, but you gotta be crated. Some people's lives require that their dogs be crated for safety reasons, sure. right? Let's say your dog's getting into something, uh, or let's say you're having a real housebreaking issue, right? That, yeah. you, need, that you need to deal with. Um, and you don't want your dog to like poop and then eat it or something like that. Right. So if that's the case, crate, yes. <gasps> Yay. And creating needs to happen, that's what you can do to help yourself. I love her. Look at her cute face. What are we going to do with you? 
So you were telling me before that she'll like run and like launch <laughs> onto the couch. It's a catapult and then she flies yeah. into the pillows. And I would say we really need to bring it back to the basics. Okay. So the reason she's doing this is because she thinks that jumping, she's trying to get closer to the thing she wants and she thinks that jumping is the quicker way to get her what she wants. Okay. Because um, she's super smart. So she's not messing around with anything that she doesn't think gets her something sure. faster. Okay. Um, which is why just then when I ignored her for two seconds, she chose the next best thing, which is sitting. Right. So we have to kind of take a step back and understand that sitting is uh, incompatible with jumping, which means if you teach her that everything she could ever love in her life comes from sitting, yeah. she's going to be less likely to jump at all. Mm. The first time she came over and tried to get a treat, she jumped up and was being a nut. It didn't work. She sat down. She got the treat immediately. So the second time she came over, she just sat immediately. Right. And then she got the treat right away. Now it didn't work that time, so she's a little frustrated. So she's trying something else. She's trying to go to this side. She's going to try to come back to this side, and we're going to see there's the sit again. Oh, and this is because I've been, ever since I got here, I've been uh, trying to reinforce the sit when I can. Sure. And she's really smart. So even though I haven't been 100% in my timing and reinforcement of that sit, she's still getting it anyways. Yeah. So the first thing that you need to do if your dog is jumping either on you or on furniture is teach them the alternate behavior, the incompatible behavior of sitting gets you what you want. And sitting shouldn't just get you treats. Sitting should get her... She's so cute. <laughs> Sitting should get her food. Sitting should get her toys. Sitting should get her a tossed, like a game of fetch. Sitting should get her to uh, be allowed to get out of the car when you're going somewhere fun. Sitting should get her affection, and that's a huge one, that you don't get to pet her unless she's sitting. Okay. okay? Um, and that's how we're really going to get that light bulb to turn on and have her get that, oh, sitting gets me everything I want, not just food. It, and Which means if she wanted to get up on the couch, the idea is eventually she'd start sitting for that anyways because sitting gets her everything oh, that she that makes wants. Sense. Once we've taught this incompatible behavior, then we can start to offer a little bit of correction for what we don't want in an effort to get her to make a different choice. What we want her to do is stop the jumping, choose to do something else. One thing that you saw that was really effective when it comes to just jumping, come here booty booty, <laughs> come here Rossi, good job, touch, yes, is ignoring her, right? So when she was jumping on me, I ignored her, then she sat and I immediately gave her the attention and the food she was wanting. That worked really well for her. When it comes to the couch, we will have to remove her and so here's what I'd recommend for a puppy like her. Number one, I would practice this at times when she's not the most crazy. Right. Try not to work on it just in the moment. So I'm going to put food right here on the couch. It's right here. First of all, look at the choice that she made just after the time we spent with each other. Yeah. And she's extremely food motivated. I'm going to use this um, better treat on the couch here. And so we're going to leave it there for a second. If I were being a really good trainer right now, she would already be getting reinforcement because she's already made the decision not to jump. But I'm going to be a bad trainer for a bit and just sit here so that I have an opportunity to show you what I would do if she jumped up and tried to get it. So I'm going to kind of um, not give eye contact and pretend like I'm not really paying attention, which can be very frustrating. Look at her make another good decision. Yeah. So now I'm going to just uh, lightly take her down and then wait for another decision. Good. 
Good girl. She made the good decision. If your dog doesn't know sit yet, or if you're not asking them to do sits often enough for things that they love, they're not going to just offer it randomly for you. Right. You have to teach them that uh, behavior. Let's say she were feeling especially excited about the couch, so she came up and tried that again. I would again just remove her gently, and if she tried it a third time, I'd give her a timeout. So I would say nope, and I'd put her in a timeout for 30 seconds, maybe even 15. So not very long at yeah. all. I remove her from the situation. I don't put her a timeout in her crate. I actually like to puppy-proof a bathroom and use the bathroom. The uh, most effective timeout zones are isolated. Right. Um, she's a very confident dog, so I feel confident that this isn't going to psychologically damage her because she is 10 weeks, and that's young to be isolated. Yeah. But it's also very effective at saying, if you want this, you have to sit. If you do something like jump on the couch, you're going to get the opposite of what you want. You're right. going to get further from the thing that you want. You're going to get removed from the situation. Right. With a dog like her, though, making good decisions, right and left. I'm so shocked that this thing has been sitting here for as long as it has. Yeah, we'll put it, if we put it a little closer, she'll get it without even jumping, but we'll move it a little closer. You want to smell that? Is that so yummy? Oh, I love it. I wish you guys could see her face. Like, she's super wrinkly right now. <laughs> She's super stressed about it. She really wants to get this treat. <laughs> but she's also just too smart. So I'm going to give her a piece of this one because Good girl. she keeps doing really well. And I want to make sure to give her an even um, reward. And I was giving her her kibble and using a super high distraction. So I just wanted to give her a high reward as well to kind of balance that out. You're being such a good girl. <clears throat> yeah, she's being really good. So again, in those times of animation when she's losing control of her emotions a little bit and she has the zoomies around the house, yeah. zoom, 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 launch. Same thing, you're just gonna nope, gently put her back on the on the floor. But no, it's probably gonna be pretty ineffective in that moment right. because she's losing her mind yeah. at that moment. So that's when you wanna, yes, still be consistent, but ask yourself, was I good at my exercise and my mental stimulation today? And is there some way I can redirect her so she doesn't keep having the same issue when clearly she's in a state of high arousal? So we always kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not doing it to hurt you. They're not doing it sure. to annoy you. They're yeah. not doing it to piss you off. They're really just puppies and they just need a little bit of guidance. Be you are tired. <laughs> are you the most tired of them all? You wish, she wishes her bed was right here. I know. I think she would, if her bed was back here, she would <laughs> pass out. She'd be asleep. For dogs her age, if you're going to practice, you're going to do a practice session with her with training, you want to keep them short, like 15 minutes, okay. maybe 30, but she's not going to last much longer than 30 minutes. And in that time, you want to shift between at least two to three different activities that you're working on. To keep her focused. To keep her focused, yeah, and not to let her get too frustrated. Some dogs that are more nervous, it's better to keep the sessions even shorter because if they are a little nervous about training, you wanna make sure you end when they're the most into it. With her, it's okay to lengthen it a little bit and end it when she's asleep because she already lives in a high state of excitement. Okay. So it's okay to end when she's a little calmer. We're not trying to increase her drive for the game. Her drive for the game is there. We need to decrease her drive overall if we can. I keep waiting for her to like put her paws up even. Like she's not even come close to the couch. Yeah. 
You're the best of the best. So we're seeing a little frustration here. She pawed at me a little bit, so I'm gonna ignore that. I missed the exact opportunity when I could have rewarded her for sit when she first sat, but I could still reward her now if I want to. It's nice to see what happens if I'm not perfect with my reinforcement. And what's happening now is instead of deferring to the jumping when I'm not immediately giving her reinforcement, is she's making another decision. So she just went and laid down on her bed. Well, I'll pull her bed over here for you guys so you can Rossi. see. Rossi. Come here, booty head. You're looking for your bed, I know. <laughs> Hi, kitty pie. Here. Welcome back. Hi. We'll bring you over here and see how you do. Good girl. Good girl. Yeah, yeah. See, so a lot less everything when they're tired. Yeah, just a lot less everything. Aww. Yeah, a lot less mouthy, a lot less jumpy. Everything that you have a problem with with your puppy, ninety percent of it can be attributed to their energy level, and um, not just physical energy, but mental energy. She's gonna be passed out for three hours. That's <laughs> what she's gonna do. She's, and then she's gonna wake up, and then she's gonna test you. She's gonna be animated, and she's gonna test you and she's gonna see if you have the same boundaries and rules that I have. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna have to uh, step up our game. <laughs> yeah, have treats in your pocket all the time. You should always have a handful of her kibbles in your pocket at all time because you don't wanna miss those opportunities to reinforce the good behavior. So easy to catch the bad behavior, not so easy to, <laughs> to catch the good behavior. Yeah. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for everything. Yeah. I feel like you've changed our lives. Um, <laughs> everybody, I'm going to put links in the comments below so that you guys can check out her website. Zoe's dog training is here in San Diego. So if you are local and you have a new puppy or a dog that is in desperate need of some kind of correction, this is an amazing person for that. I'm going to go ahead and give you all the links, all the contacts for her. Definitely check her out. I'll give you her Instagram. Go ahead and follow her on Instagram. Support her amazing business and uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you.